G'day guys and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. Thanks for jumping on and listening. I've got a special guest up next, Ray Morecambe. He is the world's first para-karate world champion. So we go through uh, his struggles as a legally blind uh, uh, karateka as well as the issues with the World Karate Federation and, and the politics in that and also with uh, a little bit into the Australian Karate Federation as well. Um, probably didn't delve deep enough into into those parts. Um, so when you when you're listening to him, um, he's probably only going through the surface level of how of how he feels and and, and the treatment that he got. So um, he's he's more than happy to chat to anybody about it. Um, make sure if you want more information, just shoot him a message. He's on he's on the Facebook. Um, but otherwise, sit back and enjoy. And if you have any questions, please let me know. We'll put it in our Facebook community group. Thanks, guys. Hi, and welcome to Karate Over Coffee. My name is Shane McMahon, and I'm your host. This is a podcast dedicated to my experiences in karate. I started karate as soon as I could walk. My parents owned a full-time dojo, so I literally grew up in the dojo as our house was on top. I've lived and breathed karate my whole life and have trained with some really amazing sensei, competed for my country, and have learned so much about the evolution and history of karate. And I'm here to share my experiences and learn. Enjoy. G'day guys, and welcome back to Karate Over Coffee. I'm Shane McMahon, and I've got today a special guest, Ray Morecambe. Welcome, welcome aboard, Ray. G'day Shane, how you going, mate? Good, mate, good. Before we get into it, what, uh, what coffee you got there, buddy? um something the wife just put together i'm a bit fussy i get my uh lattes up the road but um in this lockdown at the moment i'm yeah beggars can't be choosers so oh i got out of bed and, even open. uh it is but it's getting harder to get up there and get about at the moment so mm. <laughs> the, the uh the, the the jail time's getting tighter <laughs> well it's so it's so crazy just from that like uh, they don't want us to do any shopping, but everything is open. So yeah, know. I know. Yeah, yeah. We're we're designated now to like one, like only one person can can go out. So my yeah. wife's a radiographer, so she she's still working. Um. So yeah, she's basically doing all of the out of the house um stuff, activities, work, and and shopping and that. So so you're yeah, full time dad at home now. Yeah, I'm a school teacher now. Um, yeah. I never I never wanted to be a school teacher, and it's not something I'm pers- I'm thinking about pursuing afterwards either. Yeah, well, so yeah, my, a whole, whole new appreciation for school teachers. Yeah, exactly, mate. My wife is a scientist, so she's uh, an essential worker, apparently. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I'm the same. Got to stay home, look after the son, and and still teach yeah. coffee and still run the business. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's tough. It is, it is tough times. Your your sons are at the same age as my little boy, yeah. isn't he? Yep, seven. seven, yeah. seven yeah, seven. Oh well, we, yeah, we're speaking the same language. Oh yeah, like just on the go <laughs> the whole time whole time yep. yeah yeah very oh, hard yeah. so luckily we've got the dog <laughs> yeah yeah we've got a dog too exactly yeah. they're best mates yeah the um so for those who don't know ray uh, why don't you uh give us a brief intro there ray yeah sure well um look yeah i'm in sydney and um i started karate when i was eight years old so and i'm 40 40 i turned 41 on sunday so um i've been doing karate for over 30 years and Started my own little dojo uh, back in 1999, uh, where I live in in Sydney, in a place called Thornley. Then opened up in Pennant Hills as well, um, and yeah, just pretty pretty typical kind of karate journey, I guess. Um, 
you know, been, been training along and, and uh, competing. Uh, competition's taken me all over Australia, New Zealand, mm. and um, throughout the world. Background was in kind of uh, traditional Shotokan, um, you know, through the JKA. And then started doing, you know, like uh, AKF competitions and that. I didn't really start all of that until I was probably in my mid to late 20s. Um, as you and I have discussed, like a lot mm. of the interesting politics with karate and from the traditional side of it, we weren't allowed, um, believe it or not. So it was kind of like we, we had to just, when we were kids, we were, in the JKA was quite, quite standalone. Yeah. Um, and, and we didn't know any better. You don't know anything when you're in your dojo, you only know what your, your sensei is telling you to do. So mm. if they tell you, you know, this is a block, then you just, you just do that. So, but Ray, um, you, but, you, you've got to understand, mate, there's no politics or egos in karate. No, nah, no, zero, zero. I've been looking, can't, can't, can't find any. <laughs> we're all, we're all humble servants, mate. Until I walk past the mirror, I start arguing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, so, um, and then, um, yeah, got into, you know, like I was competing in that, but I've always primarily been focused on training. Um, got into uh, boxing at about the age of 15. Um, my younger brother, Kelly, he's always uh, practiced karate as well. Mm. Um he started boxing also and he went on and was pretty handy as an amateur boxer, um, like was state champion and so forth. But I, I couldn't fight, unfortunately, due to my vision. So um, my yeah. eyesight, I, I, I tried with like two associations with the ABA back in those days in the ABL. And I, I you know, it was, it was really quite frustrating for me because I love boxing. Um, I love it to death. And I, I was actually sparring a lot. I was even sparring with a few pros back when I was 18, 19, 20. And I was, I was handy. I, I, I think that I actually felt like I was doing better with the boxing than I was with, say, Kumite. Mm. Um, because there's less weapons, yeah. um, I didn't a really have to... range? Closer range. Mm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was harder in the fact that I was getting hit, but um, they, I didn't have to worry about kicks, you know, like, mm. so I, I could... And also, you got quite big gloves. So, yeah. but anyway, look, long story cut short, I, I got knocked back by the doctors and... Um, and then, yeah, kind of continued on with karate and so forth and, and my boxing. And then um, I, yeah, stumbled across into the disability uh, karate that the WKF had on offer. Um, so throughout my life, I've never done any uh, disabled sport at all, which is a kind of a big mistake that I made um, as a young guy. Because when I was, as a teenager, I had been offered to do judo. And a lot of people had kind of... Um, what's the word, like scouted me, I guess, through my karate um, because I had a scholarship for athletes with a disability mm. through Sydney Academy of Sport and New South Wales Institute of Sport. So I was training as like an elite athlete through those programs, um, which were pretty awesome leading the 2000 Olympics because the government was throwing a lot of money around. Oh, and yeah. Like, we, we all thought we were going to get in, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. Exactly. You I, know, I so. remember being, you know, sort of 17, 18, um, and everybody thought that karate was going to 2000 Olympics. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It was well, huge. Well, that's right. And I was doing karate and a lot of the, um, the coaches and the sports science that we hadn't made available were kind of like, you're not doing an Olympic or Paralympic sport. I was like, mm. yeah, I know. But, you know, karate is going to eventually get there. That's, you got to remember, I was saying this, this, this is 20 years ago, I was saying yeah. that. Um, and obviously it was 
you know, decades before that, I even speak to people that were, they were really yeah. hopeful back in the, back in the eighties. Um, so they were like, well, look, why don't you do judo and just being, um, young and, um, you know, I, immature, I guess, I don't know. Like I was like, it was almost an insult. I was like, I do karate. Like I'm, I do karate. Yeah. I'm, and, and they were like, look, mate, you know, judo is a, um, a Paralympic sport. It's very well established. Um, we've got a lot of great programs, um, even even scholarships put in place. But the karate, there's nothing there for us to. And I was very stubborn and very like, not even stubborn. I was just completely single minded. Like yeah. I do karate. Like I'm a karate guy. That's, that's, you know, I've been doing it since I was eight. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do judo. And I was like, you don't even kick or punch in judo. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, you know, I was kind of like, what the hell? Um, and my dad was really supportive of me doing judo. And um, it's one of my big regrets because I think that it would have been such a great thing for me to do. And um, But that's life, you know, and, and, and the karate journey took me on other directions. Yeah, well, well why, don't you, why don't you expand a little bit? I, I know your, your disability, maybe maybe not everybody does, especially if they're listening. Um, I mean, yeah. even, even seeing, looking at you, you, you can't tell what, mm. what your disability is. Yeah, so um, I was born um, visually impaired, so it's a, a genetic um, issue, well, issue or something you call it in the family. Mm. Um, just got just got really lucky, Shane. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um, I have what's called ocular albinism. Um, so I, I have like pretty bad stigmatism and turns in my eyes, um, which kind of affects the peripheral vision. But I'm also um, quite short sighted, so kind of hard to explain in some ways um I, I don't drive a car obviously can't drive a car mm. um i have a, a great deal of difficulties like even now um is it both eyes both eyes yeah yeah, yeah. so and my, my my right eye is actually um a little bit stronger um mm. but it's lazy so my left eye is my more dominant one um it's also i don't do it as much now but as a kid you could see like me i always had like a turn in my head yeah. where i was always like favoring an eye and um yeah i suppose you, you you do get something that a lot of people don't understand is that like i'm they said i'm almost 41 so i've got i've got more years of experience being visually impaired than i ever do karate and i do it every day so you do get very good at um working around it and learning it um yep. so but yeah i i struggle a lot with you know anything that's written or reading um school was like basically school for me was just socializing and, and getting in fights at lunchtime um, and, play, and playing footy and yeah, yeah. like it's just I, di I didn't do anything in the classroom it was just everything back in those days was on the blackboard um mm, yeah it was it was it, school was just a write-off um i mean i wasn't even really i wasn't even really reading and writing all that well until i met my wife when i was 20 so i mean i could read and write but it was pretty poor it was mm. very very poor so I kind of felt like at school, I was always, I felt about three years behind. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like, you know, when I was in, yeah, maybe, you know, you know, year, like year 10, I left it, I left at the end of year 10. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of probably was about the equivalent of say a year, year six, year seven kid, you know, something like that. So no, there wasn't any, any government support or school support or? Mate, I went to like a, just a public school and um, I believe it's got a lot better now, um, you know, but mum and dad were working full time and, you know, they, they did the best they could. But when you're working full time and um, I, I really just needed, like in hindsight, you know, um, if I 
was looking after a kid like myself now, I, I definitely needed a lot of extra help, you know, yeah. so um, probably needed a lot of tutoring and a lot of things, like that. but it just all fell by the wayside and you kind of fall further and further behind. And yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just the way it was back then. Um, you know, like I grew up in the schooling was kind of the mid to late eighties and the disability support, it just wasn't, mm. it, it just wasn't good enough, you know? So, and I think another issue that I've had my entire life, which is probably hard for a lot of people to understand, but there's a lot of, when you have disabilities, you have people, you know, not just visually, obviously you've got a whole host of disabilities, but you know, you might have some person, they might have a hand missing um, or an arm missing, but then you've got other people that have got more than one limb missing, you know? And mm. so the severity of disabilities is very, very broad. Mm. And unfortunately for me, um, like one of the doctors said to my parents when I was a, a like a baby, pretty much, they said um, the, the way to describe uh, young Ray is that he's the, the best of a bad bunch. Um, and they said that you're going to have a lot of difficulties when he's growing up trying to explain to people because he's going to seem quite normal in walking around and all of this. But so it's yeah. kind of been like um, in many ways, if I was completely blind and I had a cane and the dog, um, I'm not going to um, say that that would be easier. And I'm extremely thankful for the eyesight that I have. Um, yeah. But from a support point of view, it is a lot easier. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, people see somebody with a with a um, a guide dog, and they're just like, "Oh, okay." Like, you 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 understand, you know, you're kind of like, right, that that mm. person's blind. They've got the dog, and they, they they obviously can't see anything. But with my vision, um, people just don't know what I can and can't see. Yeah. And um, that's obviously. Yeah, it's and it's not their it's nobody's fault. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, people just don't know what I what I can do, and um. I've had a, I guess, a, a difficult time with karate to some degree because people are extremely judgmental and, and they're, and they're extremely not in karate, judgmental. Mate. Uh, yeah, not in karate. No, but, um, you know, people can be extremely judgmental, but with no education, like yeah, with, yeah. Ze with zero understanding. And like when they see me performing uh, kata or also kumite, because I do kumite, yeah. Um, people are kind of like, well, he's fighting, you know, and, and, and he goes, okay. Um, but then again, they don't realize that through failing school, um, you know, I've really got no formal education behind me. Mm. Um, my dad and, and, and the whole karate journey was through being bullied. Yep. So I, I was failing everything at school and then I was being, you know, pretty badly bullied at school. So, we did karate. Karate wasn't about anything for me except for learning how to fight. That's, yep. that's, that's, that's my karate. It was almost like out of a, like an old school book. It was like, mm. you know, do karate to learn how to fight. So I could, I could fight at school. That's literally my background. And so I was um, fighting at school and um, the karate training that I was doing at the dojo, when I was going to karate as an eight year old boy, I was training in a completely different mindset to the, a lot of the other children yeah. who were there to, you know, enjoy karate and get belts. I, I was literally, it's, it's kind of sad on reflection, but I was training karate, learning how to do a punch or a kick or whatever. So I could get that to school to fight these kids. Yeah. Um, bullying you. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that the, the, um, the accidental byproduct or the accidental genius of that was, I was training karate extremely hard. Um, mm. So when people were seeing me do karate, like kata or 
Kumite and I was in my, say, 20s or 30s, they were looking at a product that they didn't realize how much had gone into it because there was no school, there was no trade, there was no university. I wasn't working a nine to five job. I was only, I was literally, you know, eat, breathe, sleep, karate. That's all I was doing, plus boxing. Um, So a lot of people were kind of like, well, he can look at, look at him fight, look what he's doing. But people didn't realize that I I wasn't seeing very much at all. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's interesting. It's a very, it's, it's great to kind of talk to somebody like you, you know, that I, that I, you know, I obviously follow your karate journey and, um, you know, have a lot of respect. So being able to talk to someone like you can help. Yeah, well, um, we have a, a lot of things in common. Like it's my birthday next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and I turned 40. Not, yeah, cool. 41, so, yeah, like, but, like you, man, I'm, I'm still young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't have sure. any gray, grays in my hair. Oh, mate, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think it all come from the lockdown last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With a six-year-old. But yeah. The um, look for for me, it's you, you you know you're saying a lot of the similar things because my my eyesight is is quite poor, and mm. every time um, every time I went to an optometrist, um, they they would look at my eyes and say, "Well, that's the worst I've ever seen." So like, oh, thanks very much. But, uh, and um, yeah, the same like at school, I couldn't see the whiteboard or, or the blackboard. Mm. Um, and um yeah I, I struggled people bullied me as well luckily mm. i was already doing karate i had no choice through my dad but um, yeah yeah yep um and even like obviously yours is yours is much worse than, than mine i'm not trying to compare mine to yours um but even even when i wore contact lenses and for i'm still you know 10 10 octaves behind everybody yes. else yes um, yeah yeah absolutely the, the balance that people don't really understand of, you know, um, not, not being able to judge the way your feet are as mm. naturally as everybody else and mm. the, the distance, you know, striking and, and those sorts of things. Um, and people have no idea because they, you, you, you look relatively normal. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and, yep. and um, you know, even as a kid or I'd, ha- I'd have to wear glasses to school people would bully me and that's why, you know, I've got to start wearing contact lenses and, and whatnot, but, um, yeah. So yeah, you know, pe- people judge you even now as an adult, I'm sure they, people would still judge you about the para karate world championships. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, do you want to talk it, us through that? Yeah. Look, it's like I said, it's an ongoing thing. And actually, um, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of good that you, uh, ha- have been, in, you know, you're in that situation where you've, you know, experienced it yourself and especially from a kid um, because it is a different thing. It changes your, um, your childhood growing up. And yeah, totally. what, what's been really difficult for me is that like, I've spent my entire life hiding my disability. Yeah, um, now that I'm, you yeah. know, yeah, now that I'm older, um, I mean, cause like I said, I, I was at school being bullied. Um, I used to wear a hat. My dad played cricket. And um, I had this like, you know, I, I actually, it's really weird. The things you do as a kid, I didn't even know that I was actually doing it, believe it or not. It was like a subconscious thing. Um, but I had this hat and I'd, I'd always have the hat like completely covered over my face. Like you'd just see my, my mouth basically. Yeah. And what I did was I, I, I was covering my eyes from the kids because I thought to myself, if I can cover my eyes, 
then I won't get seen. I'll be able to just kind of like blend into the crowd. So my, my whole, um, my whole mindset was just to try and assimilate, try yeah, and blend yeah. in to not, to not get bullied because every time I saw a new kid or an older kid or someone, and then they just like, my eyes just stood out. So, um, I spent my whole life ru like running away from it. And, and, mm. and when I was in karate and because karate is such a strong, you know, um, kind of, you know, you're competing, there's a lot of ego and all that. Like I, I wasn't walking around the court, like, you know, going up to a guy like you going, Oh, g'day mate. I'm Ray. Um, I'm visually impaired. I'm actually legally blind. I can't see too well. I just thought I'd let you know, like it's ridiculous. Like, uh, like I, I didn't want any competitor or anybody to know that I had an eyesight problem. Yeah. I certainly, I certainly didn't want, like I would have been um, like humiliated had anybody have known, Oh, look, that guy's got an eyesight problem. We better take it a bit easier on him. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I literally wanted to fight. Like I, I was very, um, as a result of, you know, my kind of upbringing, I was very, um, aggressive and angry and you know so so yeah it, it and is, on the a, other side of that you don't want people to go gee he's a good fighter for a blind guy that i mean all the time i've heard, I've heard that a lot and yeah. you know, even as even i mean look people joke too like and i actually enjoy having a joke and I, I have no problems you know taking the piss out of myself and and having a joke about it all but, and that's part of being being aussie you know yeah, we yeah. don't we, we we don't take Thank ourselves to Exactly, yeah too yeah. seriously yeah absolutely and i, and I, I found well, that um, not all of us but yeah most of us yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I found that kind of you know having a having a laugh about it has helped mm. break down the barriers a bit with my eyesight and help with people understanding it mm. um which is cool but yeah it's a tricky thing and then then like with the para karate um i i kind of found like i i was on a wkf website many years ago um, and I was actually looking up information about premier leagues and so forth and just, yeah. just kind of, you know, checking it all out and that, and there was a, um, a banner on the WKF official website that said, uh, disability karate or something along those lines. And it had the, you know, person in a wheelchair and I, and I clicked on it, um, because I have an interest in disability sport. Mm. When I had my scholarship as a teenager with the Academy of Sport and New South Wales Institute of Sport a really, really great guy called Dr. Aaron Murphy. Um, he was my coach. He was actually one of the um, coaches for the Sydney Swans. And um, he devoted a lot of spare time to helping disabled athletes like myself. And he kind of brought me on board. And he, he, I had a little like kind of job, little part-time job with him, helping him in the gym with disabled athletes. And I got to work with some amputee athletes, swimmers. And um, I kind of worked and trained with a few people with intellectual handicaps um, in, in track and field. And I learned a stack. It was really, really cool. And working with disabled athletes was really insightful. And mm. it made me feel a lot less sorry for myself. I was kind of like, man, these guys and girls here are, you know, some of them, some of the athletes with CP and that were just, I had so much admiration for their, their courage and it was really cool. And so when I saw the disabled karate thing, my initial thought wasn't, oh, I'm going to jump in this. It was more like, cool. What's this? Yeah, I kind of yeah. thought, cool, they're, they're finally doing something for disability um, karate because, like I said, judo was an option back when I was younger and um, karate never existed. When I got onto it, it said um, intellectual handicap, wheelchair, blind and visually impaired. And I was mm. like, whoa, okay, cool, I'm, I'm visually impaired. So 
Actually, my dad's kind of all, my dad's like your dad. My dad's not a karate guy. He's a cricket and footy kind of guy. And, mm. uh, but my dad's probably my sensei more than anybody else, you know, in yep. my life. That, and he's that's the dad's role. Yep. That's the dad's role. Yeah. He's the, he's yep. the big boss. And, um, <laughs> you know, my dad just all, all of my karate, you know, 99% of my karate has come through my dad really. And I spoke to my dad and I was kind of like, you know, what do you think? Should I, should I do this or check it out? And he's like, look, if they're doing it, and there's an opportunity for you to do it. He said, one, why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you jump on board? And he said, two, if you kind of sit back and you don't support it, if people don't stand up now yeah. and support it, it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. They're going to be like, well, you know, it's almost like if we had a big disability karate movement in Australia, mm. nobody's doing it. No one, like some guy, oh, no, I'm not going to jump in that for what, and, and see disabled people too are, a lot of people don't understand disabled people are, are, are shy by nature around course, yeah, their yeah. disability. So mm -hmm. they're not usually, you know, I've met a lot of guys that are in wheelchairs and things like that. And if, if you were kind of like, Oh, we can come up and you can do a demonstration and, and you can get out there in front of all these people and talk about how you're in a wheelchair. That's like the worst day on earth for them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So um, especially the younger ones, it gets different as you get a bit more mature. Um, yeah. So at that point I was almost 30 and, um, you know, my wife supports me with everything. She's just the best. And my brother at the time was living in the UK and teaching. My brother's a school teacher mm. and he was living in Essex and um, I wanted to go visit him anyway. So this competition that was on was like an international competition um, in uh, Germany. can't remember where it was now. Mm. Um, anyway, I went over to England and I trained uh, some karate in London um, with some pretty cool people and got prepared and I went over and I thought, oh, I've got no idea what this is even going to be. Um, uh, look, you know, like when I, when I reached out to the AKF at the time and I'm not, I'm not really saying this in like having a go or being negative. I'm just kind of, I'm just calling a spade a spade basically. Yep. Um, you know, there was really, they were like, we don't know what it is. We've never heard of it. I'm like, well, if you look on the website, you'll know as much as I do. Yeah. I, I didn't get any support. Um, I basically got, like, I reached out to them and said, you know, this is what I'd like to do. And, and they said, look, you need to be endorsed. You can't just go and compete. You've got to be endorsed. I'm kind of like, what does that mean? Like, why, why can't I compete? Well, it there's make no politics sense. in karate, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, so they did endorse me. They contacted mm. me back. They endorsed me and they said, you need an Australian tracksuit, an Australian shirt, an Australian bag. It, it cost me an extra $500. The, <laughs> so it, you had to buy it. It cost me an extra $500 to have the pri privilege of being endorsed. Plus I paid, plus I paid for everything. And not only that, it, I just kind of felt like that, that was step one. It's funny how People want to know what went wrong. How come, yeah. how come Ray's so upset? But that, that initial, those initial steps set up. It's like going to your dojo. When a, when a kid in a family goes to your dojo, that initial meet and greet will change their destiny, you know? Mm. Um, and, and so anyway, I went over and I was like, okay, well, that was great. Like they, they, they approved me. And I was like, yeah, cheers. Thank you. I, that was really appreciated. So I went over and um, I had my no coach, no nothing, which I didn't expect. My, mm. my wife acted as my coach. And um, I went over with my brother. And I thought, oh, I've got no idea what I'm getting into here. Got not a clue. So we went to this, so this place. Is, you, you were actually competing? 
Yeah, went to Germany. Yeah, so in the, um, in the disabled category. Disabled category. Yeah. Yep. So visually um, that's impaired. All it, yeah, there was no other category. The whole competition was disabled, and it was brand oh, okay. new. Okay. Yep. So when I got there, um, I was met by um, people from the the German um, kind of karate federation, the WKF, mm. and look that they were they were ridiculous. They were like overwhelmingly um appreciative and supportive and when i got to the competition um it was it was so big they they'd organize in germany all of the local clubs to come and as spectators it was massive and um the wkf president was there the wkf okay. vice president was there and the vice president of the ioc was uh, there yep. as well so like i was this, like this is making whoa. sense yep i was like whoa this is yeah this is this is different um, the competition was a, a, a mess. They, that it was brand new day one. Mm. They, they had collected, but literally just like scooped together disabled people. And, uh, there was, wheel, there was quite a lot of wheelchair, um, Carter athletes, um, some intellectual handicap. There's, there was one, there's one guy from Germany, um, I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, which is disappointing. He's a really nice guy. He he's like the guy that was the one of the absolute first um, through the you know Germany that started it all. And you know I, I've got a good friendship with him and his mum, and we see each other at international events and that. And um, so I met this initial like you, you had to be there, Shane. It was kind of mm. something you had to be there to see. There was this brand new bunch of karate people mostly with their mums or dads and husbands or wives and and because you've got to remember disabled people require that extra yep. amount Support. of yeah you know it's huge mm. so it was a really feel-good thing um and then when i got to do the competition it, it, i mean like i won my event but it was very i was just kind of like wow what, like what am i in here and i really felt a strong uh i felt very very self-conscious very self-conscious almost embarrassed like i was like well this is not a there's nobody here that is of my vision level yeah. um it was they were much worse and they Did tried to like an put, imposter no i just felt like i didn't know where to place myself because mm. it's a competition it's mm. a sport i'm trying to beat you um, but you're yeah. turning up with a guide dog and I'm like, well, Shane's got a guide dog. Like I, I felt a lot more, like I felt really proud of you and I felt like, wow, this is really cool. I didn't, I didn't feel any, I, I didn't want to beat you at all. I didn't want yeah, to, yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want to win. I just wanted to, you know, I, so I, I really, when I walked away from it, I felt a really strong urge of, I really want to be a part of this and I want to help support. I really thought this is pretty magic, you know, and I've got some amazing photos from the day and so forth. Um, when I met the president, um, you know, Antonio and, um, you know, the IOC and uh, Wolfgang uh, is the, was the vice president at the time that they basically dived on me um, yep. and they were like, um, we are so happy to meet you and your karate is, you know, obviously amazing. And I did Unsu on that day and, uh, and my Unsu, to be honest, was, pretty average because I was kind of, I felt very uncomfortable and um, I didn't really feel like yeah. overly performing. And they just said, look, you know, can, can you help us? Can you, can you support us? 
we want to support you. And I was like, look, I'd love to. Um, I just said, I think this is going to be really special. And it, it just felt like such a, a special, special thing. Um, and it's just, it just hasn't ended that way. It's just mm. ended in such a, such a disappointing kind of hurtful uh, state, which is the journey that it kind of took me on. Um, after that, they said to me, like, could you go to Paris uh, 2012? There's going to be a, um, a demonstration event for disabled athletes in Paris. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And when I got home to Australia, I, I continued on with like, you know, my AKF and all that competing. and I was doing Kumite and so forth. And I mean, look, you know, when, when the photos come onto the WKF website of me with the president and all of that, then yeah, sure. There was a little bit more attention and, you know, I had a few guys contacted me at, at that point in time. Ian Baskin was extremely supportive. Mm. He was like on board and um, he was helping me to get things happen. And like, don't get me wrong. Um, there were things that, you know, people were doing to support me at that stage. Um, but then, yeah, it just, it, it just kind of all got lost. And a lot of that got lost with, you know, the things that we're discussing today. Mm. Um, people not understanding my vision, not coming up and speaking to me, not not doing their own research and education on disabled athletes all of the things that they really should have been doing mm. they they strongly failed to do um so i went to paris um they had a few more competitors there was one guy from oh he's not from estonia he's from some country like that some european country he does carter he was doing carter in paris in in a team carter event in the okay. able-bodied yeah, and 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 his vision is very close to mine. Um, I've met him a couple of times, and his English is so so. But he's he was like, yeah, I can drive and so forth and that. So I had a few competitors. There was one guy from Japan who's like almost completely blind, um, Yasushi Oba, and um, he's pretty awesome. He actually won the last World Championships for para karate. Okay. Um, so I won that event, and then when I come off the uh, court, a WKF um, official just jumped on my my myself and my wife and said um the president agrees you're going to do a demonstration and i was like <laughs> and, I, and i i literally just come off the court and was still like sweating and you know i was like oh and then like this bursty stadium was huge it was yeah, massive yeah. yeah and um she kind of vanished and, and we just kind of walked off and the the coaches that were there at the time for australia they were kind of good um like you know again for them it was all very new and i was just kind of like like you've got the Australian team and the Aussie team had been selected, but I was kind of this like attachment. So the, the team themselves, the team members were great. Um, but I could feel like even with the coaches, they were kind of like, not in a, not in a way that I felt like they disrespected me at all, not at all, but mm. they were kind of like, okay, now we've got the team and we've got this disabled dude. Like, like, okay, cool. Like I was really just thrown on board. Um, I trained with the team and, 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 and that was all great. Um, and I made some awesome friendships with, within that as well. And, and the team was super supportive, but I guess the coaches to their, in their defense, they hadn't had any prep or any, yeah. um, th they were just doing the best that they could, you know what I mean? And, and um, so it was, it was hard on everybody in, in that respect. So I, I spoke to the coaches and I said, they were like, yeah, well done, man. Um, at that point in time, when I competed, the Aussie team stayed and supported me, but most of the stadium was empty yep. because it was just a disabled, this kind of um, you know, demonstration. Yeah. Demonstrate, pardon me, demonstration event. Yeah. 
So I said to the coaches, look, some lady just said, I'm going to do a demo, you know, and, and they were kind of like, oh, okay. And like, it, it just even sounded ridiculous because this event was just, it was colossal. Anyway, um, the next morning I got up and the coaches were kind of like, you, you're doing a demonstration on like the finals day. And I was like, yes, I thought yeah, that. And I was in, just like. In Paris, in a world yeah. championship where there's like yeah. 20,000 people in that stadium. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it kind of hit me. And what they wanted to do was that event in, in Bercy was ridiculous. I mean, it was, they had the live bands, the stadium. It was, yeah. it, you felt like a rock star. Um, and they had like, you know, the TVs, there was about six TV um, channels that was going through from around France. And, but that was their really big showpiece to the IOC. Mm. So where yep. I come in and, and what I wasn't aware of, this all kind of unfolded was that the disability karate played a massive role in karate getting entered into the Olympics, yeah, um, yeah. which has, which has, for me, I'm very proud of, and that's terrific, but it's, yeah, it's left a very, it's left a very bad taste in my mouth towards the end of it all. Um, did you, so, so, did you feel like you were being used? Uh, look, not initially, not initially, initially it was that real, you know, mm. like, uh, you know, that real like wine and dine mentality. And, you know, we're all here for you because, you know, and, and I, and I just was like, this is great. This is great for me. Um, you know, this is really good for everybody, but it slowly unraveled and kind of showed its true colors, which I just has left me, you know, people don't understand because people look at it and go, oh, geez, like Ray's upset about this, but they don't understand as you would understand that it's a, it's a lifetime of going through this type of stuff, you know? And yeah. I think out, outside of, um, you know, outside of mistreating children, um, you know, using and abusing disabled people is pretty much as low as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of you kind of got children, uh, disabled, and then the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, and and again, from karate being so rich and forward mm. in its respect others. Yeah, you know, yeah. respect and humility and um, kindness and all of this. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm yeah. in Paris and I yeah. uh, I, I go there and um, they had put me. Uh, Ko Matsuhisa from Japan was um, going to have his last ever tournament and, and, and he ended up getting the bronze medal. Mm. So I was, my demonstration event was straight after um, Matsuhisa come off the court mm. and in between the final of Rafael Agaev and Luigi Busa, which um, yeah. ironically just fought in the Olympic final. 10 years um, later. And, and, 10 years later and yeah. Booster actually won that match as well. So yeah, yeah. my, my Carter match was in the middle of those two bouts. So literally it was like, don't go to the toilet. Don't go into the canteen. Every seat in that stadium was at, it was at full capacity. Um, and they strategically placed me in the center um, to do my Unsu demonstration. And, you know, like there's little things that a lot of people like don't know, like for example, I was, um, I was walked out to the court. Um, and the, the guy that actually walked me out, he's from the British, um, karate federation, a guy called Michael Billman. And, um, he's pretty, pretty high up Michael in the WKF. Um, yeah. especially as, as far as Europe goes and, um, and even WKF as a whole. And look, Michael Billman has been such a, a great guy to me. Even now he emailed me recently and, 
um, he's he's been awesome um, over the years and, and throughout U- the UK, he kind of used me and was really trying to help elevate disabled karate and that. And but like I spoke to these guys beforehand, I said, like I can get myself out to the court, like I, yeah. I do kumite, and and that was an ongoing thing. And and that vision of me getting escorted out, a lot of people were like, well, hold on a second, I just fought that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I fought, I fought that guy at the last state titles or nationals or whatever. Um, and what the WKF explained to me was they were just like, oh, no, 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 no. All the disabled people, you, you have to be escorted out for this event. It's part of our insurance with disabled people. And I'm like, really? Like, like, well, I'm like, this is just BS. But yeah. in the position I'm in, I'm in my gi and belt. I'm at the WKF event. I'm about to walk out in front of, you know, 18,000 people. And I'm, I'm about to, like, I, I was like, you know, my mind was, I'm like, I'm not about to stand here and argue over the, you know, the, the, the fine print of the uh, insurance policy that you have to work with disabled people. Yeah. So that was an ongoing thing. And I actually felt, I actually feel like that was one thing that affected me quite a bit. Um, and again, it, 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 it's sad because people don't ask and they don't, they don't, it's funny when people can accuse you or point the finger or whatever. I get really upset. I get angry because not only do they not know, they don't want to know. Mm. They, yeah, they, yeah. It's, it, it suits them to yeah. be like, oh, I know Shane. He's, he's like, he's, his eyes are fine. Right, right? You're like, do you, do you know Shane? Have you spoke to him? Do you know the background? Mm. Do, you, do you understand what, what ha- has had to happen? Like, you know, like, as I said, um, disability, again, it's a little bit like, um, you know, we work with a lot of kids with autism and so forth. And, um, the spectrum of that is, is yep. wide, you know? And um, yeah. so I did that. It was, it, it, it was th- that experience in Paris was probably one of the, one of the best experiences of my entire life. Um, yeah. you, you it was me, just, it, yeah. I remember watching it as well when it first came out and, um, and then I watched it, uh, last week again, spine tingling, mate, absolutely spine tingling. Think, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Look, the, the performance, the reaction from the crowd, you know, when he did the, when he did the jump in Unsu, the landing, the landing was a bit uh, so-so, but, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, unreal, un, un, unbelievable. Yeah, look, it was just, it was just magic. It was, it was hard to explain um, the feeling, you know, behind that. Um, and, and again, you got to remember that when I was over there, I, I just went over and again, you know, like all the Aussie athletes, we, you're paying for yourself. This whole disability, uh, road that I went down has been completely self-funded. Um, and yeah. as all the athletes have been over the years and I got there, I, I did that demonstration event. And then that, that, that event that happened, the, the demonstration on my own that happened within days and it was just like, so it was this like thrown upon me and I kind of walked out of there going, wow, that's just like the best thing that's ever happened to me, you know? Mm. And um, there was a couple of athletes that had brought their Paralympic medals from London um, to come to Paris to watch the disabled event. Mm. And they didn't know the demo was going to be on afterwards. And I can't remember what events, what, what athletes they were from. It's a while ago now, but I've got a photo of me with like the, one of the Paralympic gold medals and, the athletes wanted to meet me and they said, mate, they were like, you know, you're going to be the Paralympic champion. And, um, 
it was really cool. And then again, I, I got to speak with the president and so forth, all the kind of the, the high end of the WKF. And they were just like, they were, they were literally just thanking me over and over. And they just said, we, we really need your support to get this off the ground. And we really want to get you to the Paralympics and, and so on. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is mind blowing. And this kind of feels like such a great thing to happen in my life. And, you know, not that I felt like I deserved it, but I kind of felt like I've been through a lot of hard times to get yeah. to here, you know, and finally, um, finally something's gone right for Ray. Yeah. Like I, it felt like yeah. my dad always told me as a kid, my dad, like no matter how upset I got or no matter how down I was, and there was some really down periods when I was a mm. kid, my dad always said, all you can do is turn a negative into a positive. Mm. And, and like my dad said that to me countless times and actually used to annoy me, um, especially when I'm you know, getting upset, getting in fights at school, really, really like down and out, feeling sorry for myself. And my dad's like, turn your negative into a positive. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you got to be kidding me. You know, like there's, there's no positive in this. This is just, this is just horrible. Yeah. Um, and, and then all of a sudden I'm there and I'm thinking, you know, my dad's words are in my head. I'm like, this is just so cool. And I, but I, but I really felt a strong, a strong sense of representing this disabled group of people. And I think a lot of people really missed the message with that. I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, I think some people thought that Ray thinks he's a world champion. Ray thinks he's Agaev or I, I don't know. People Antonio have some yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like, and, 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 and to me, like we went on to Bremen 2014 and um, they had the first official WKF world championships. And I, you know, I, I won that. Um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to win it mm. and represent the country, do something like that. You know, I, I've, I've won the only. Fully um, funded. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I won that event and I actually got um, some compensation from the AKF. So oh, okay, that the AKF, great. because I got, gold i got um compensation in that event um then in 2016 i i i got silver mm. um to that to that guy that i was telling you about from europe he won yeah and, and 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 all of a sudden when i got home I, I think back then their policy was like you're meant to get you you were meant to get a certain amount of money for gold silver and bronze but i, I didn't get a cent for when i got silver it was just just so many things just started to kind of like filter down and um, mm. but like I said, from, from Bremen winning the worlds, um, a, a, another big issue that I had was I, I love karate. I love karate. I love trying to compete and improve myself and I've got students and so forth. And mm. so <clears throat> I've, I've always traveled, I've always traveled to Japan. Um, I I've been working a lot with Sonari, um, you know, people like Seb, Mitch, uh, Barney Gill in New Zealand, mm. and these are all like really good, really good friends of mine. Come and stay at my house, and we train for like weeks on end. And um, I help the boys with all their stuff. And <clears throat> so when I was traveling a lot, um, I was doing a lot of work with Scenari. When I was preparing for the uh, WKF World Championships for para karate, I spent all my time training Kumite with Scenari. So mm. I was there holding pads, holding bags, running at night with him um you know being his personal kick bag um you know, me scenario john george training long long hours so all of my effort and energy went into karate not into my own don't get me wrong i was doing my karate in my own personal time but i barely had any time to do that when i was teaching and helping the boys um predominantly helping scenario to achieve his goals um yeah so what i did was 
<clears throat> I went to the Premier Leagues with Sonari. And I thought to myself, well, I'll jump in and do my Carter. I never had any success with the mm. Premier Leagues. Um, but I went to an event in Dubai um, after I'd won the World Championships and so forth. And they all, you know, supposedly loved me and wanted me to support them. And, you know, I had become the, the face of the para karate and yada, yada, yada. So I went to Dubai. They had an absolute shocker with the disability event over there. Um, they just, they, they put all of the disability people together, okay. made some, made some bogus point system. Um, I got silver and it was just, I thought this is, this is a schmozzle. They're, they're not doing the right things here. Yeah. They, are. They, uh, they're a long way. Like this is the problem too, Shane. A lot of people can say, Oh, well, they're doing their best. They're trying hard. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's all true. But if you're going to run a disabled event in Australia and you have a lot of people turn up, my goodness, you better know what you're doing. You, that, you, you, what year was that? Uh, you're testing me now. That was 2015, I so, think. So karate hadn't been approved as yet to be in the, No, yeah, no, okay. no. It might have been 2015. Actually, it might have been 2016. It might have been Dubai 2016. So anyway, I, I did that event and in Dubai, there's like prize money in that. I think like the first prize, they were like, it might've been like 1,500. Second prize was a thousand. So I got silver, mm. never, never got a cent, never got oh. any money, never got nothing. It was just, I can't even describe it. It was very, it, it just felt like a circus. And mm. anyway, so what I did was I, um, I, I was entering the premier league, which was the next day. And I thought, look, I, I want to jump in and because the Premier League is open. Able-bodied, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and also when I say open, anybody can compete. There was yeah. no, you didn't have to be, Top uh, whatever, yeah. not at all. No, that changed once it was going to Olympic selection. Yeah. So I, I jumped in and I, I went up against a guy from Azerbaijan and uh, not, not Agaev, some other guy. He was <laughs> actually, he was actually quite good. And um, I did Kung Kudai in, in this round and he did MP and, um, I kind of, um, it was actually really disappointing in that card. I did a, a good card and I, <clears throat> I remember really badly hitting the wall, like about halfway through or yeah. I just, yeah. And I thought, ah, oh, I, I just completely like the card, was no good. You, and I, and made, I, your emotions are all over the place, mate. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. And I, and I lost first round and, um, anyway, Robin Choi, um, Robin mm. Choi's been one of the, like the best supporters and a great person that i've had behind all of this anyway robin was was with me and i i was coming off the court and um i don't know the lady's name um it's probably best i i don't know her name but yeah. she's one of the big wkf um referees she was uh the tatami manager and she was actually at the olympic games she was one of the like you know head yeah. um the referees at the olympics and as i was coming down the stairs she she literally dived on me and she just absolutely blew me to pieces. She was just like, you're in the disability category. You cannot compete in able-bodied. Oh, and wow. just ripped shreds off me. And I mean, I'm there on the court with all the other men athletes. And I was like completely humiliated. Yeah, um, yeah. It was just like I my, my energy, like I, I just wanted to, it was like that whole fight or flight mechanism. And I yeah. wanted to just, like I, I wanted to just, uh, the worst thoughts possible. I was so upset. And I, and I just, I just basically just took a deep breath and I just took it on. I was that upset. I can't tell you how upset I was. 
and um, it's how, Shor- how humiliating. It was, it was the, it was the, it was the worst. What was she thinking? I, it was the worst moment I've ever had in Quran. And, yeah, um, and Rob, Robin Choi come over and said to me what happened. And I told her and she said, is that the rules? I said, this, not to the best of my knowledge. There's no way, like I'm not doing Kumite and I have done, and they've always known that I've competed in Australia. Mm. I mean, like, you know, like not I've to, seen you not fight. To, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always done Kumite and like always done able-bodied. Like, you know, I, I had, you know, quite a bit of success with my Carta, um, mm. you know, within the AKF. Like, I, I think it was 2015, I got silver to James Giuliano at the Nationals final, you know. Yep. So I see myself as a able-bodied competitor that was also doing the disability. Mm. Um, so anyway, on that day, um, Michael Cassis was there and he ended up putting a meeting together with like the vice president of the WKF. I don't think the president was there. And um, also the president of the, the JKF was there. And we had this meeting and the, and the lady was there, the referee, and she was, she, she was kind of like made to apologize. There was no ruling on that at all. Um, it just, it just come out of like the clear, out, out of, out of nowhere. Um, and I tell you what, that's the thing, like, yeah you just you, you get this kind of th- these things and for me the main thing is too is it like yes i'm upset and yes i'm angry but i think a lot of people they just don't understand yeah. how to deal and respect with people with disabilities you and, know and like also, um, also you've been labeled you know like that for 30 years you know mm. and you don't need somebody to to tell to say it in front of everybody else well you know? A lot of other things went really, like I said, it was really uh, heartbreaking for me because um, a lot of rumors started coming out about uh, people talking about my vision and then even within the WKF as well. And I think that without um, trying to have tickets on myself, I think that the, the level of my Carter performance yeah. actually um, caused some, of, right. the, some of the questions. And again, people didn't realize that like, I've been training in Japan since I was nine years old. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I, my, my dad and my mum, the amount of money that mum and dad put behind me and dedicated for me to get my karate to a high level. And I think that they're like, you know, I, I actually believe in the end that they were kind of like, you don't look disabled enough. And I yeah, actually yeah. noticed that the WKF website started changing from all the photos of me and, and, and the information about me to when I go to the WKF website now, I'm non-existent. Mm. I'm not on there. If you go onto the don't don't quote me, but if you go onto the Australian Karate Federation, they're probably going to be doing this now. Um, I don't think there's anything on me. There's nothing about me. Yeah, it just it just doesn't exist. And a lot of rumors started spreading around about my eyesight. I started hearing all these rumors about the day the WKF and and this and that. What what hurts is that every single disability tournament I went into, I had to go and see an eyesight specialist mm. every single time. I had to get a full. Uh, test and analysis like a like a field test of my vision had to have all like the eye drops in my eyes and they had to they got they got to look i had to go through all of that to submit all of my official paperwork um like medical um, Mm. examination for every competition the wkf and the akf have all that information like they have they have all of it you've got to do it every time every it's it's all they've got everything they know the whole lot so so when you start hearing rumors coming back about the yeah. severity of your vision. I'm like, how could you have it? But what I would say is I would, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money. I don't reckon they've actually taken it any further than 
than to go and see their mm. own specialist. I just think that the whole thing is a is a bit of a bit of a circus. I don't think they've brought in the correct people from yeah. the disabled background um, or even with the IPC or anything. Um, I just think they've done it themselves. And I think that they've done a very, very um, substandard job. Do you, um, do you think the, the, the motivation was to tick off a box for the, to get into the IOC Olympics? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel like at some point in time, there's been a board meeting and they've sat down and they've, you know, they're pulling their hair out. What do we do to become Olympic? How yeah. do we become Olympic? And, and, and someone has gone, or it, I, I don't even think it was a suggestion. I actually believe that, um, you know, part of the criteria of being an Olympic sport is you need to be inclusive. Yeah. So you have to have, you know, if you're swimming, you can't be swimming and be like, what about disabled swimming? Oh no, we don't do, you know, our sport mm. doesn't offer um, any uh, avenue for people with disabled. Like we don't do disability swimming. If you don't have that as an avenue in swimming, you will not be in the Olympic games. Yeah. So they quickly, you know, got into a, got into a panic. And, um, and I think that they um, had this, you know, opportunity fall from the sky. And that was me. Yeah. Um, you know, where they've got it beautiful, this guy, boom, put him up. That's why I was the demonstration that day. And look how um, good he is. Look how good he is and, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then um, I think a lot of jealousy and a lot of, um, you know, just very, very people's poor um, ways got involved. And I, yeah. I think that's happened. That, that, that's kind of happened domestically as well. I, 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 kind I, of, yeah. I think the... Um... I think for, for sure it would have been he doesn't look disabled enough. Yeah, and, 100%. and the fact yeah. that you can that you walk out by yourself. I mean it, mm -hmm. yeah. it's pandering. Yeah. It, it's Yeah, it's, it, it shows you how far behind the times we are. I mean, you know, it's yeah. 2021 and um, when we talk about like, you know, things with like in the current times with like you know, things with racism or um, people being in like what's it called like people not even understanding like entitlement or with mm. like e equality basically people just don't un they just don't understand you know and um so i had that incident happen in dubai um i, I was in a I, I was back home in australia i got a phone call um michael cassis has been mm. one of the better people um in a roundabout way not great but michael cassis rang me um a couple of times personally when he, he was, was still acting as as president, president at the time yeah of, yeah. yeah and so michael yeah, yeah. So Michael rang me one time out of the clear blue sky and he said, um, how are you going? How's everything doing? I was like, yeah, yeah, good. And, you know, how's training? Good, good, good. And he said, listen, um, I've got some something big, something really big for you, something incredible. I was like, oh, okay. Like, wow. He said, this is going to blow you away. I was like, okay. And um, he said, I've just got off the, the phone um, to the WKF and um, the WKF have an athletes commission, um, which David Benatello is the mm. um, from Italy. David Benatello is the uh, not he's not the president, but he's like the he he basically runs that athletes commission. Uh, he sees over it with all the all the the major um, people that are involved. I believe the rule was, was his, his daughter um, competed at the Olympics in Qatar. I'm not sure. I'm not sure she might have. I might have missed she that. She won a bronze. Yeah, did she? Yeah, right. I might. Have, yeah, I might have missed that. But um, 
So the, the Athletes Commission is like world champions. So you got Douglas Brose, Rio mm. Tuna, um, Antonio Diaz, um, there's and male and female. Christina Ma was was in contention for it. Yeah, um, the rock stars. Uh, but, yeah, the rock stars, and and their job is to oversee the karate from the athlete's point of view, the mm. kind of you know grassroots level, um, to to give the athletes a voice, and to help shape the WKF as it moves forward. Um, mm -hmm. So Michael Cassis has said the WKF want you to be on this athletes commission to represent all of disabled people. And I was just like, wow, like, wow. Like that's just, that's amazing. That's and great, yeah. I've got a background, you know, within Australia working a little bit with disabled people. I'm really interested in it. I've got a very um, sincere motivation and um, I want, I want to see this do well. I want to see this mm. go Paralympic. I, I never thought it would be Paralympic in my time because mm. I know what's involved to get it there. Um, but I thought if they get me on, on board and I'm, I'm quite outspoken and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to really do a good job. This is massive. So he said to me, do you want to, will you accept it? I'm like, Oh, of course. Like, just tell me what I've got to do. He said, okay, look, that's great. I'm really happy for you. I just needed to know that you wanted to take it on board. And I was like, great, tell me what to do. And he said, well, look, you know, you're going to go to the WKF World 2016, which is in uh, Austria, in Linz. Mm. Uh, I, I need you now to touch base with David Benatello. I was like, okay, cool. So David Benatello and I were going back and forth. Um, and he was like, this is terrific. You know, it's going to be great. He goes, I've been following you and rah, rah, rah. I don't know what happened between those conversations and messages and me getting to Linz. When I got to Linz, um, there was a little bit of uh, drama where they said, um, we're going to do, doctors are going to do a test on all the athletes there, even though we'd already, even though we'd already, yeah, even though we'd already submitted um, our paperwork. Now, I'd heard rumors about people saying things that really weren't, really weren't nice about my vision. Um, and I thought, okay, that's cool. I'm actually quite happy because I want to be, I want to be tested. And I want people to see. Yeah, and yeah. then I thought to myself, but then again, who the hell are they getting tested? Like we're going in there cold. Like, you know what I mean? Like anyway, all you can do is have faith in it. And I thought, obviously they're going to have doctors, proper people. I'm happy. I'll be happy for them to test my eyesight and I can, you know, finally get a little bit of um, respect and a little bit of recognition. Mm. Um, because like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very um, comfortable at this age telling everybody about what I can and can't see. And if anyone's got any problems with me, you know where to find me, you know? Yeah. And um, so when I got there, I was like, I, I, I was a bit stressed about the testing, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an intrusive type of thing. And like, you know, people ask, you know, so I, I told the coaches and Ian Baskin was there and all this, like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We'll sort it out. Rah, rah, rah. And I said, also, I'm going to be on this athletes commission. David Benatello wants to see me and rah, rah, rah. man. It was the most disappointing mm. chain of chain of events. Um, first of all, I ran into David Benatello in a lift and when he saw me, he was just like, you could see he just wanted to basically run. He's like, ah, oh, yes. Uh, I, I will catch up with you. I'll talk with you. Yeah, right. I, never, I, I never seen him ever again. And he's never, ever contacted me since. Um, me and the coaches, the coaches that were there was Steve, Steve Kelly. No, it was John Hatidis, John and um, Marco Mazzanti was there. 
Anyway, the coaches took me over for the testing. We get over to the registration area and they're like, and, and we're walking around. Next thing, there's a lady from the WKF that I knew through the disability. And I'm like, oh, we're here to get tested. Oh, no, no, no. Testing's off. We're not, we're not doing testing. No testing. And we were like, no, no, wait a second. No, we're, we're not allowed to compete. We got all this information. Ian Baskin, we've, we've, we've had this information for months. I have to get my eyes tested so I can get categorized. Um, once I yeah. get categorized, no, 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 it's canceled. There is no testing. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Mm. So anyway, I go and compete. I get to the final. And the guy that I'd competed with previously who I'd had conversations with, he's yep. probably the only guy that's got similar eyesight. I lose the competition in the final and he had been given a full additional extra point. So I've basically been scaled right down. Mm. Um, if you're like blind, you get three points. Yeah. If you've got like really bad vision, two points. And if you've got like bad vision, one point, but I get zero points because somebody in the WKF had determined that my eyesight wasn't bad enough without any medical. No testing. Nothing. So did, did, did you find it? Did other people get tested or was it just you that wasn't getting tested or? No, nobody got tested. Nobody so got just, tested. People just assumed that this person gets two points. This person gets one point. They just, the WKF just assumed that themselves. Mm. So, and, and when I, when I lost the final, I was really sad in the fact that I didn't care about winning or losing. Um, I wanted to win that event. I was really happy that he made the final because when I made the final in Bremen, it was against a Japanese boy who was completely blind and I didn't feel comfortable competing against him at all. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I was allowed to repeat my carters and Steve Kelly was with me and Steve Kelly's been, been great. And Steve said, do Unsu again. You're allowed to do Unsu again in the crowd. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to do Unsu. I'm going to do Sorchin. The reason I did Sorchin for was because I wanted to kind of, I wanted to kind of bring myself down. The same level, no jumps. No jumps. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just did not feel any, I didn't feel good about going out there to beat. I, yeah. I had a lot of res I have so much respect for this guy and all you, the other. You didn't disabled. want a wow factor. You just wanted like. Not, not at all. Like. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. You know. And then so when I got to Austria and this other guy, um, I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he, when he made the final, I was like, great. Even if I lose, I don't care. I've now got one competitor, and me and this guy have got like very very similar eyesight. And uh, and and we we've spoke. We've we've had conversations. So I I know the guy quite well. And, um, and then I lost by this full point. I didn't know about the uh, mm. points. They never, they never told us. I didn't even know I'd been scaled down. Mm. I had no idea. Um, then they did like a, um, they do awards, this um, most valuable player MVP award. I, I won that MVP award and I was just like, I don't know. This is just not, this is just not going, yeah, going yeah. well. Once I left that event, that was it. Like there was just, I, I, like I've had zero communication, no correspondence, no nothing. And, and the AKF just followed suit. Mm. And um, it's just been like, yeah, I, I went and competed in, um, in uh, Spain uh, in 2018. Mm. Um, and, and I was scaled right down again. Yeah, and I had to submit all my medical stuff as well. When I got to Spain, I had virtually zero interaction with the WKF. Yeah. So I went from being like their little poster their boy, little, 
Yeah, they're little like superstar wing yeah. to not to not being even talked to. And and I just thought this is just to me, like even the karate aside, again, just the way just the way people get treated. I just yeah. thought I just thought this just sucks. This is just this is just not this is just not the way people should be treated, you know. And um it's yeah, you know, it's like the the thing that bothers me too is that like the um the audience of the WKF, the athletes, the crowd, mm. they responded so well. I mean, yeah. I have created so many friendships and like a massive karate network now through this para karate. Yeah. Um, that's continued on. That's been awesome. But the actual, the actual para karate, you know, and, and, and they actually, they got another guy. I don't know who the guy is, but he's in a wheelchair. So they got him onto the um, athletes commission. Okay. So, so, so they put him on. That's great. Nobody even had the respect to come and speak to me. Mm. They just yeah. changed. They they just changed their mind. That's awful. You know, like um, what 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 you would have done though is inspired a lot of people. Um, I mean, I, I even looked for myself to see if I would qualify, mm. but mm. I was I think two two optics away. Yeah, yeah, away from uh, doing it. Yeah, yeah, but then I realized I'd have to do cutter, so I wasn't. <laughs> you, know. you could have fought me. I would have jumped. I know. That would, but, you know, it, it, it'd be, I'd have to take my contact lenses out. Mm. And then I think you, 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 you'd have an advantage there. No, nah, no chance. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, yeah. The, you, you definitely would have inspired. What about, where do you think it, where, where is it at at the moment? I mean, there, there's no parallel. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Um, I heard that I, they're running it. They're running it this year in Dubai, which I'm not going to. Um, mm. uh, um, you see, it's you, you get a bit lost for words. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me, or you know, like I don't, I'm not here to tell a sad story. I just think it's, I just think it's low. Yeah. I just, I said, I, I said, like outside of outside of mistreating children and elderly, like, like to just to take advantage of people with disabilities, just it's such a it's such a low level. And that's why like, you know, anyone that follows me like with my Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I'm pretty outspoken. I, I'm, I'm quite happy to throw a few punches, uh, you know, and, and people may see that as me being disrespectful or arrogant, but I'm like, come on, man, like you got to be kidding me. I've mm -hmm. had people hit me up and message me and say like, geez, you're a little bit out of line or, you know, that's, that's, you know, some people have even said to me like, you know, karate is about respect. And I'm like, bingo. It is yeah. about respect. It's yes. both ways. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. it is about respect. And, yeah. um, you know, respect cuts both ways, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and if you treat people, you know, you, you, yeah. I'm not the top, I'm, I'm not a doormat, you know, I'm not a doormat. And, um, you know, I haven't done any, I've done nothing to deserve the treatment that I've, you know, I've received. So yeah. I think the thing is too, like a lot of people, they don't understand that with disability or even like Paralympics or whatever, People don't understand. People are so just, I, I can't find the words. It, 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 it loses me. Um, you have male and female categories. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't say, okay, Christina Ma, you're the world champion. Well, you think you're good. Jump into the men's event. Yeah. And if you really think you're good, uh, we'll put you into the open weight category. You know, back when they used to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, Christina, you're not so good anymore, are you? You're like, what are you talking about? Like she, she's, 
she fights in the minus 61 female category. Like yeah. Christina Mars, Christina Mars, one of my heroes. Like I, I love Chris. Like I, I think she's just the best, but, but you have a female category for a reason. That's right. And, and yeah. that does, and that doesn't mean that the women's event is any more or less. Um, I love what they're doing now with female sport. They're really putting a, um, they're, they're really putting um, females on a pedestal where they belong. Um, but you have male yeah. and female cutter. And not only that, Shane, you have weight categories. Yeah. You know, you, you don't, like even like Douglas Brose, like you get a guy like Douglas Brose and you chuck him into the heavyweight final, like they're going to yeah. get devoured. Yeah, you know? and yeah. You, you don't turn around to Douglas Brose and be like, oh, well, mate, thought you were a good fighter. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> he is a good fighter. He weighs 59 kilos, you know? Yeah. Um, and then what that understands with the disability category, it allows people that are bound to a wheelchair or they are they have an intellectual handicap or they may be completely blind with a guide dog and a cane. Um, or you have people that have vision disabilities like myself and like you have a vision disability. Um, it allows people to, to do what they can do within their own category. Um, yeah. The hard part is finding the numbers. So you, you it's, it's yeah, difficult. Like sure. it's difficult to find people with, you know, like when you're blind, okay, cool. You can throw all the blind people in together, but when it gets visually impaired, there's a, a and I understand that like it's hard, but um, the, the idea behind disability sport is to have something special that yeah. they can get together and, in, and enjoy and embrace. And, um, and also it, like for me, I got so much attention like you know instead of just like i was never i don't think that i was good enough to take james giuliano's place mm. um on the stage if i would have started earlier and younger and i did all that i think that i could have been very competitive against james um would i have been better than him and, and taken that spot it's not it's not fair for me to ever say that or think that james is awesome um and and actually james giuliano's another person that, like went a long way out of his way to help me with my carter james supported me heaps mm. um with all the so james is one of the james is one of the reasons i actually did quite well um in my carter because james helped me heaps and helped me with training so you know big shout out to him and, and much respect well, um, he, he didn't help you enough if, if he if you only got silver to him nah he, uh, he <laughs> no, probably, just kidding. probably yeah, he probably kept a few <laughs> things you know up his sleeve. Yeah. but um but yeah you know like so so what it allowed was it allowed me to because of my 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 um, my disadvantage, James was doing the WKF Worlds. Sonari's mm. doing Kumite. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna never gonna fight at the WKF Worlds doing Kumite with my vision. Mm. Um, it's not that I'm not good enough. I actually feel like my Kumite is pretty handy, but I'm so far behind with my vision that it's it's like again it's it's like it's like being a guy that weighs 50 kilos. Like it's going to mm. be so hard, you know. Um, not, not that my Kumite is that great either. I'm not saying that I'm a WKF level fighter or anything like that. I'm saying that the para karate gave me a pathway. It gave me an opportunity to, to go and do my thing and, and showcase my, my abilities, you know? Mm. Um, and I just feel like that got really misconstrued and really, um, taken in the wrong kind of light, um, by, by some people, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's well, it's look the um, 
you've definitely inspired a lot of a lot of people whether they've got a disability or without a disability um, mm. you know i mean watching that that vision yeah it's spine tingling so um but yeah but, thanks thanks mate thank you for listening to karate over coffee and if you're enjoying the podcast and in getting something out of the episodes there are a few things you can do to help us if you don't already subscribe to us on youtube please do so we release these episodes every friday morning australian time plus we release some smaller espresso shots during the week on both our youtube channel and our facebook community group you can also subscribe to us on our apple or spotify leaving a five-star review will be very beneficial as well if you have any suggestions or topics or feedback or anything that you want to talk about please put it in our comment section on our karate over coffee community facebook group if you'd like to support us please visit our online shop where we have official karate over coffee shirts hoodies and mugs available your continued support is appreciated and a vital way for the podcast to keep moving forward thanks guys